Hello everyone, welcome to One More Question, an NPR-style podcast with a budget of zero and production values to match. With me is my co- I'm Dashiell Mace, with me is my co-host Daniel Newton. Dude, you're ripping my equipment. My equipment is pretty nice <laughs> for putting this together. Hey, my budget's zero. <laughs> so, what we want to talk about today is what's happening in Greece. If you've been looking at the news at all, You've seen a lot of talk about Syriza and sovereign debt crisis and the euro and whether the eurozone is going to stay together. So today what we want to do is try and make this understandable to someone that hasn't taken any economics classes at a major university. So Daniel, my first question is what is Syriza? Because I've never heard that and I read the news. So Syriza is the party that was recently elected into power in Greece. And what's significant about them is that they ran on a platform of anti-austerity. So Greek Greece, as many of you know, uh, is in a lot of debt. And they had to get a lot of help from the Eurozone to stay alive as a country mm-hmm. and to stay liquid so that people have businesses and banks can lend money to entrepreneurs and that kind of thing. And what happened is that they were able to get forgiveness from some of their loans and longer terms to pay back their loans to their European creditors. But there was a lot of conditions attached to that money. And one of the key themes of that is that the government had to cut social spending mm-hmm. and it had to raise taxes. And all these things hurt the economy. It hurt the average worker. There's a lot of pain felt by individuals in Greece. So there's an election, a party is running against austerity and they get elected into power. And what's happening now is They have said, we don't want to pay back these debts. It's not fair. We've been through enough pain. And their creditors are like, no, you need to pay us back or we're not going to give you any more money. So it's kind of like, I'm just trying to think of an analogy here, back in like 2007 when all the big car companies started going bankrupt and the U.S. government started giving them loans so that like with the U.S. government serving as the Eurozone and these uh, car companies serving as Greece in this analogy... And then the car company's turning around and saying, no, we don't want to have to try and pay back your loans. We're just going to do our own thing. Right. That's, there's a lot of similarities with that. You could think of uh, as a Greek bailout. <laughs> the, the distinction I would draw is that what Greece is saying is we need government spending to grow the economy. The economy has contracted a lot over the past, what, four or five years mm-hmm. since the beginning of this crisis in 2008. And so they're saying, you're not letting us be able to become healthy as an economy again because of all of these restrictions that you're putting on us. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you imagine you take out a loan to pay off a mortgage, like you take, off, take out a mortgage and then suddenly you get fired, have to find a new job and your income drops a lot. Like if you're making a lot less, you can't really afford to make those car payments anymore because you are the house payments. Because when you originally took out the mortgage, you're like, okay, my income's going to be this level. Now it's decreasing, so I can't afford to pay off the loans. I need to put these loans off so I can increase my income and grow, and then I'll be able to afford this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You need some sort of offense to come back in a sporting event. You can't just play defense. <laughs> and that's what the Eurozone is saying. You can only play defense, but that won't actually help Greece get back to a healthy state. Yeah, and I think... I'm pretty fiscally conservative myself, but the problem is government spending is really good when it's used on things with large returns. So if you're building infrastructure, if you're investing in education and skills development so that in the future you're going to be able to develop and uh, produce more as an economy, 
I don't care who's making that investment, if that be the government or the private sector, that's a good investment. But So that's kind of what Greece is arguing for. Right. And one of the important things to remember about this issue is it's not just Greece. The reason why Germany, France, the big players in the Eurozone are so hard on Greece is because we're seeing similar problems in other European countries, mm -hmm. like Spain, Portugal. And they're afraid that if they let Greece off the hook and they give them benefits, then they're going to have to renegotiate with those other countries that are far bigger and will be a far bigger cost to the individual countries of Germany and France. So it's a bigger issue than just Greece, and that's what we're seeing play out. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens whenever you tie your currency to other countries' currency. It becomes kind of a network, and one shock along the network can affect everybody. Exactly, and the key issue here is the real value of money. So Greece, what it would like to do is export. That's a key for rebuilding economies. So they would like to be able to lower the value of their currency so that it's cheaper for, say, American consumers to buy their goods. But they can't do that because they're tied, they're wedded to Germany and other industrial powerhouses in the Eurozone that benefit from having their currencies the level they're at. If Greece was an independent monetary country, then they would be have much more flexibility in dealing with the crisis than they have today because they're wedded to everyone else in the Eurozone. So Daniel, I said there'd only be one more question, but I'm going to ask you one more question. Why does this matter to us? Because the only thing I know about Greece and the United States is they make really good yogurt. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really good question. It has to do with globalization and how interconnected the world is. So Greece, I believe, has a lower GDP than the state of North Carolina. So individually, Greece. if Greece were to go bankrupt, it, it wouldn't be that big of an issue. I think the, the problem is the Eurozone in general. Um, and if the Eurozone goes under it or it dissolves, then we see, um, I think, the possibility of how the U.S. banks and their failure in 2008 led to an entire worldwide economic recession, I, I think that something similar could happen if the Eurozone were to collapse. And so it's not about Greece, it's about the Eurozone. Yeah. And one thing that's happening is as the Eurozone gets into trouble, people are looking towards the dollar as a better um, way to hold value. So we're seeing the dollar strengthen, which is really hurting our exports and um, contractionary. It's hurting our economic growth a lot. So we're seeing that happen in like that's just a move towards the dollar being kind of the world standard for currency. But it's not something we really want right now, especially with inflation being super low and uh, growth in output and employment kind of shaky. Yeah, so I don't expect everyone to understand what he just said. <laughs> but the key takeaway is now is a great time to travel to Europe because your U.S. dollar is going to go a long way. I wish this had happened uh, last summer when I was in uh, Europe. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like I was robbed when I left London because it was so expensive. Uh, but hey, I felt like I was robbed when I was in Paris because it was so crappy. <laughs> sorry, sorry for our French fans. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that sheds a little bit of insight into what you're reading in the news. If you have any questions, feel free to, to email us at our email address of... Uh, we don't have an email. We'll put it in the description. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be uh, getting another episode soon. Thanks.